1: And I'm Ray Ray. And, and this is, is our, our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey Podcast, hosted by the Hockey Podcast Network. I am your host, Breezy.
0: And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And, and shit,
1: what we did it again. Is this? Episode twenty-eight. There you go. Yep. yep. I think. Yep. Sure, we're going to go
2: with 28.
1: Episode 28, and it's a good one. It's a good one
0: because we had the awesome chance and experience and opportunity, all the words, to interview Michaela Ball. She is an official, a hockey official. She's a referee and a lineswoman she is certified by what is it team usa or the usa association yeah. mm-hmm. she can uh, official little midget
1: games and what did she call it the littler ones oh gosh what did she call them i don't think that was the right word i don't think she used that but isn't midget but it, like a category it, for hockey for I little think, kids ah oh, what did she call them i don't remember not like
0: little people like no 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 like yeah like kid like Like, that's what i right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no no no. i got you i was picking up what you were putting down i'm just trying to think of what they were what she called them and it's probably such like a known term but you know what when you're put on the spot known terms leave and sayings leave your head yes very fast
0: and especially you and I here on the House awesome yes. Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know we suck at those phrases and we forget words all the time. But all the time. That's real life. Either way, yep. she's awesome. She's also a world Guinness book of world record holder. We won't tell you yes. for what. She's right. broken records. She's like done all these cool things she's gone on all these adventures around the world playing hockey and, and playing and
1: officiating. that's not a word but I made it one yep all around yeah. the world it's awesome it is awesome and and that's what I like about our guests is that I feel like we literally have gone all around the world and Michaela just kind of hit those spots that we didn't think that we were ever going to probably get to um uh, so that was that was really cool and I mean, you can't deny these episodes. I mean, these are just so much fun to, to talk about, talk to, to people and just learn. So
0: oh yeah, I she enjoyed.
1: Le- yeah. I enjoyed it. She left
0: us speechless with a handful of her stories of the experiences she's had traveling to countries where you literally would never think there is even ice, let alone ice hockey and hearing how she got there and what she's doing is super inspiring. And she's met a handful of NHL players. She shares a really great, you're going to hate us, but we don't care, Sidney Crosby story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what
0: it is, guys. I don't know why all of our guests have Sidney Crosby stories but they do and you just have to deal with it you can fast forward it if you hate the guy but you can't hate the guy after you hear the story you're just gonna no. be like all right he's a good guy
1: yeah I think we're just magnets to drawing in people who are Sidney Crosby fans or Penguins fans in general because this is totally not planned other no. than when we bring on a guest specific, bleh, specifically for the Penguins, okay, we thought that was going to happen. Every other guest before and after, we, we don't ask questions. We just somehow, they just end up being Penguins fans, and it's it's funny. It yeah. is funny. Yeah. Because now we're just like, <laughs> of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs>
0: I think from now on, like how we end each episode with our two questions, right? Like, who's your favorite hong Who's mm-hmm. your, who's your favorite hockey lady? I think we're going to have to go. And what's your Sydney Crosby story? Because yeah. I feel like everybody has a Sydney yeah. Crosby story. Yeah. Thus far. Yeah, at all
1: least. So funny. So funny. Anyway,
0: it's, it's a really good episode and uh, that's, that's coming up. And I think we can, I think if we say it on the podcast, it'll force me and you to get our shit in gear. Because it's ready to go. And what I'm talking about is our House of Hockey merch store online. It's ready. We just have to hit publish. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we have merch for you guys, and I think you're really going to like it. And we're going to do at least one or two giveaways Mm -hmm. um, for us, but we're going to partner with some of our previous guests and do extra special giveaways. So check out the merch store. We'll put a link in the description of this episode Mm -hmm. that will force me... (laughs) (laughs) to make the site live in the next 24 hours and go check it out tell us what you think um, i think you'll like the merch
1: i think so too I, I mean we we put a lot of thought into it and we were super excited but it's also one of those things where it's like ooh are we really going to hit publish or what are we going to do so exactly like you very exciting. Like I was working on it,
0: I had you take a look at it. You were like, "It looks great," and I was like, "Okay." And we both just like, <laughs> did and we were, not were like, "What I hit cool. publish. cool talk.
1: <laughs> it looks great." <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it's live. Check it out. Look at the merch. Let us know what you think. Uh, and um, I hope you like it. Go buy cool hockey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid. Go buy cool hockey stuff. (laughs) Really, Rachel? Anyway.
1: Uh, Or just support us. Yeah. Support us is
0: good. Yeah. And we're going to support you guys, all of you listeners, by doing some giveaways. So you could get some free merch. Yeah. And who doesn't love free merch? I love
1: free merch. And who knows? Maybe if we see, you know, you rocking some of our stuff, maybe we'll bring you on for a little spotlight guest on a future episode so exactly that could even be a bigger giveaway there you go so make sure
0: if you uh make some purchases tag us post on social let us know you did because we don't know who you are on the merchandise store (laughs) so you know let us know who you are and tell us what you bought take a pic and you know go from there yeah How about the fact that we are watching the Stanley Cup final the end of September and the two teams in the Stanley Cup final couldn't be stranger in my opinion, the Tampa Bay lightning and the Dallas stars. Yeah. So I've been getting a lot of shit on my social media For not believing in the stars. All of the stars (laughs) fans who have been rooting and believing that the stars could be the Stanley Cup champions of 2020 are all like, Ray, you're wrong. The lightning aren't going to do it. The stars are going to do it. And... I said, bring it on. Show it to me. I've got to stick with, I can't change my prediction.
1: No. I mean, you can. What is that called? Indian giving?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, I kicked the lightning to win. And based off of game one, that's looking like, that's not going to go in their favor. <laughs> and
1: I'm going to be wrong. What do you think? Well, we all know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? I'm a jinx, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, I think I might be the jinx now, Breeze. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You've been pretty, pretty good, pretty spot on with things. I
0: was up until the Eastern conference in the Western Conference
1: Finals. I mean I originally picked Carolina Hurricanes to win the entire thing. So where's that? No. I think maybe I did too, but I don't remember I think you yeah, I think so. I think so too. Long, long time ago. It was. (laughs) It was so much has changed since then. Look at that. And then you know what else I
0: found to be interesting about this Uh, playoff bubble situation is that the NHL has allowed at at this point, the the conference finals and I believe, and the Stanley cup final to have the families of the players are allowed to come to the bubble. Oh, if they quarantine immediate family, right. Like Mm -hmm. Like a wife or if they're not married, a mom, a dad, a sibling, whatever. And they just have to quarantine and do the COVID things and all of that. But they're allowed to come. And only one player, Justin Dowling of the Stars, his wife Meg and their baby newborn Perry, I believe from what I've seen thus far are the only people who have made the journey to the bubble. And I thought that was really interesting
1: that is interesting. I had no idea. I mean, and then I started thinking, okay, well,
0: if I have three kids, mm-hmm. they're in school, they're on Zoom, the world is f- a freaking nightmare. Uh, right. I can't go to the bubble and, like, we're going to all live in a one hotel room and, you know, that's not ideal. So I could see right. why a lot of families would have to make the tough decision to not go. But, right. If you were married to a hockey player, let's say you have one child, would Mm -hmm. you go to
1: the bubble? I mean, I feel like it would be fun for like the adventure to go and do and say like, oh yeah, like I stayed in the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't think it'd be necessary to go because it's like, you've already been gone for so long. Like, just, just finish it off. I'll stay, take care of things here. And I mean... You gotta figure there's only four games that they have to win to, to bring it home. So if it goes to seven, I mean it goes to seven, but what's an extra two, three, maybe four days? Yeah. I would I would just stay Have fun. Hang out with your boys. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> I what, think what about you?
0: I would go. If I could. It like if if I had the time and the capability, I pull my kids out of school. Are, yeah. your dad's in the Stanley Cup finally He's a chance to take home the cup and we can be there regardless of the COVID situation mm-hmm. we're going we're doing it this is like a once in a lifetime kind of yeah mo- possibly more but it's a big right. moment in the family's life and the father's life true yeah I would true. say fuck it let's go why not I, but I do think there are a handful of more families there, but I just don't know if they've publicized it on social media. I think there's a couple more that have, tr- have made the track or we're going mm-hmm. to. Um, and then have you seen any of the homecoming videos for, for uh, yeah. like the Islanders and the Knights, like with the yep. dogs and the kids?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. cute. It is. I, uh, that's the best. My like dog reactions. They get me every time. Screw oh, kids. Man. Dog reactions. Oof. Yep. Oh yeah. Those are really yeah. cute. Those put
0: a smile on my face. Same. But Same uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening. I mean, Stanley Cup final in September. Yeah. Normally we'd be talking about how our team looks for the upcoming season trades and I, i read a headline that said the next season will probably start in december or january okay but i didn't read the full article and i don't know if they're gonna stay with the bubble are they gonna be traveling right what are they gonna do
1: i feel like i feel like you'd have to go back to some sort of normalcy and play in your own arenas because you've got to figure even if there's no fans, I mean, it's still kind of a bubble. Like you just have, you know, teams kind of traveling to and from, and I guess that's not really <clears throat> ideal or whatever, but I feel like maybe they'll do the, uh, their own arenas. I'm going to, I'm going to say own arena. Interesting. I don't know. After the MLB, tried that
0: and like limited travel and it failed horribly for them yeah i don't know i don't know what uh i don't know what the league's gonna do i trust i trust in gare and i know gare will make the right decision for the boys
1: <laughs> Good get so, all gare bear
0: gare bear Ooh. and uh i guess we'll just have to see yeah any other thoughts anything you want to tell everybody breezy
1: no i'm good <laughs> no. that was so weird <laughs> you trying to fish something out of me, or no? Just <laughs> oh, okay. you know,
0: is there. anything any other final thoughts before we toss it over thoughts? to Michaela?
1: Final thoughts? No, because I'm afraid I'm going to jinx stuff, so I'm like scared to talk about the games and players and whatnot. But
0: what well, is anybody um, coming after you on the social media?
1: No, because I've been in hiding. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, then then don't make a prediction. I've gone out and said my thoughts, and I mean, if I'm proven wrong, I'll be proven wrong. That's fine. You proven wrong. I mean, I don't really, truly care which of these two teams wins the Stanley
1: Cup. Right. It's not my. Are you doing? Are you doing any sort of uh, uh, Stanley Cup final game watching tradition, routine, anything like that? No. Oh. I'll just be at home here watching on television. That's all mm-hmm. I do. But not like a special cup or... Because nah. I have a Stanley Cup that I drink my beer out of.
0: <gasps> like, is it I... <laughs> silver or is it like a glass mug?
1: No, it's like a plastic mug, but it comes in the Stanley Cup box. Like have you not it. seen it? I don't Maybe I've seen it. I think I, I think
0: I might have shown you before. I think you did.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I don't I,
0: do any of that. See, you really are a jinx, because you've got, like, all these superstition traditions, Breeze.
1: But I didn't drink out of it last night. I was a little too lazy to go upstairs to get it.
0: <laughs> so do you drink out of it for the whole series? Um. Or
1: just the final? It's game? whatever I feel like doing. Usually yeah. the whole series, um... I mean, not just, like, the final, final. Like, if my team's in it and it's, you know, they're still, like, in, you know, beginning playoff run. Like, I'll, eat, I'll drink out of it because it's fun. Why not? Yeah. Why not? If it's about two and a half beers. So, you kind of have good. to drink it fast before the beer gets warm. And then that's, like, not fun because then, like, you don't want to be wasted when you're watching a game. Not that I I can get wasted off of two and a half beers, but then if you had to drink it fast and then you'd fill it up again, and then it's, you know, two and a half turns into four and a half, and then, yeah. Yeah, I'd be wasty spacey if I had two and a half beers right now. (laughs) (laughs) I would. Yeah, probably me too right now.
0: Our podcast is proud to be on the Hockey Podcast Network, and the network is home to many other incredible podcasts, including this one. That's
2: Are you the, at Kenny Rogers now? Or no that's, your, no,
0: that's your... No, 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 no. It's just my display name. It's still at Ken State Bar, but...
2: Is Rogers no, your dog. middle
0: name?
1: Sorry, I don't even know. No, the, you don't know who Kenny Rogers is? The Gambler? No. no. What? I'm, I'm a deer in headlights buddy I'm a dog. deer in headlights
0: Anyways, Kenny Rogers Very infamous country singer And also just what the O-Dog Has deemed my nickname He just keeps calling me Kenny Rogers Or referring to me in the third person as the gambler So O-Dog He was roasting me the other day on overdrive On, uh, on Labor Day because I shot him a text message during the show No way I have to say something Kenny Rogers, I know you can hear this right now Don't ever text me on my personal phone He just texted me and said, I'm doing updates,
1: guy. (laughs) I love it. Good man, Kenny. He's in there working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he was roasting me on air, man. I was at work doing the updates, and he was saying that I got the day off, so I had to defend my honor. Not Another Leafs Podcast. New episodes Mondays on the Hockey Podcast Network.
1: Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey.
0: Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be in you know a pro athlete.
1: With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us.
0: No, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey, then the NHL was like, hmm, I think you should stay neutral, (laughs) and we're like, yeah, Yeah. you know what, you're
1: probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music.
0: This week's guest is official, literal certified ice hockey official, aka a referee, aka the person you love to blame for all of your team's mistakes. Welcome to the house, Michaela Ball. Welcome.
2: Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You
0: are so official. This is our first official on the the House of Hockey podcast. (laughs) And a woman to boot, which I think is pretty incredible in and of itself doing this as well. And we're big advocates for the women's ice hockey sport, whether you're a player or a referee or whatever it may be. So this is
2: extra special. We need as many fans as we can get because obviously we <laughs> aren't always beloved by everybody. <laughs> that is
0: true. Okay. So you're a a ref, which is the same thing as an official, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Official is the official term. Uh, ref or short for referee is kind of the slang, but there's referee and linesman. So right. um, official kind of categorizes both together. So, so you can um. do both then? Yeah. Normally when you start with USA Hockey, that's how um, all uh, American officials get started is through USA Hockey. Um, You learn to do both. Uh, Generally, they start you as a linesman. Uh, The responsibilities are a little less detrimental to the game, Uh, but you get to learn the positioning of a linesman. Uh, You work in the two official system as well as the three official system. Two official, you're a linesman and a referee combined. The three official, you have one referee, two linesmen. So that's normally where they start younger officials or new officials and you start as a linesman for a few games and, you know, squirts, uh, 10 new games, um, which I still love doing, but, uh, and then they eventually advance you to referee position, uh, depending on your skill, your ability and your readiness. So, yeah. And then later on you work the four official system, which is what you normally see in the NHL. So.
0: Like, Only over the last,
2: I think, 15, 20 years, though. They used to do the three official. I can't imagine one referee skating up and down chasing those guys. Right? <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> They're too fast.
0: They're way fast. They're
1: too fast. I'm like, slow down, you're 12. <laughs> right. And, I mean, reps are on the ice the entire game. So it's not like they get, like, their 30-minute shift where they just, like, kind of get off, too. So. Mm-hmm.
2: And what about that eight-period game a couple weeks ago, those four <laughs> refs, <laughs> the whole time? Oh,
1: my gosh. So do you have a favorite kind of game you like to ref? I know you said you do men's league. What kind of games do you ref?
2: Um, I ref everything from um, USA Hockey Youth. Uh, like I said, squirts, 10U. I still love getting out there with the, the little ones. And, um, you know, we kind of play play coach a little bit as well. So you get to work on your own skills as a referee, but also, um, you know, help grow the game with the the young uh, impressionable kids that are, that are just starting out. Um, And then I work everything up through NCAA division three college um, on the women's side. So I love it all really. I I can't get enough. Um, So I'll work squirt hockey one weekend and then college the next weekend. And I, I do fill it in with some adult league uh, as well as uh, 16u 18u girls and boys so i wh- whatever i can get i take it and, all over the place <laughs> yeah i love it all but, <laughs> have you so, ever heard a
1: a squirt chirp
2: oh that's like, the worst yeah oh these what kids do they yeah say? they're very creative yeah. <laughs> the kids are creative parents and uh, they they obviously know the game very well yeah. uh, cuz their kids have been playing forever <laughs> right yeah so, um I can't think of something off the top of my head, but there's some hilarious things. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not super professional because I'm out there cracking up and nobody <laughs> knows what I'm laughing about. But.
0: Are they like, you're a booger face or is it more advanced than that?
2: Generally more advanced. These kids have access to way, way too much information, <laughs> just booger face. <laughs> but even That's- yesterday I had a a high school age uh, boys game. And the goalie was so stoked that he, you know, gloved the puck, flipped it onto the outside top of his glove and was, like, oh yeah. And so I skated over to get the puck for the face. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> he thought it was <laughs> hilarious. But... <laughs> Cause I was
0: going <laughs> to say, what are you like on the ice? Are you like Wes McCauley, like the legendary NHL oh, he's, referee he's official?
2: Yeah. Him and Mike Lego, they're they're idols. I I love that they can have so much personality. And I definitely wasn't like that when I first started. I was very shy and scared and timid. But I've found that the more you talk and communicate with the players, the more it keeps you engaged in the game. Um, Sometimes it might be fun. Sometimes I'm talking to myself more than them. Like, that's a good play. Oh, yeah. Like, nice. (laughs) um so it just keeps things interesting and then sometimes yeah yelling at them even in positive things you know that defenseman just made a good play and we're skating, but, hey great you know great play I like the way you stepped in in there like so uh I would say that it's just becoming a little bit more natural but seeing you know all the videos of Wes and the things he says and uh, does on the ice it's just something sort of something to put into your toolbox for uh, a later situation you know a couple tweets on the whistle did you hear it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh,
1: whistle. i also I, like
2: the like exaggerated like two for fighting <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: in my head <laughs> when i go to report it that's what i'm thinking so i have to tone it yeah. down a little because usa hockey and some of the leagues you know they want it to be chris we not as much a personality and flair quite yet it's not the show <laughs> gotcha. yeah yeah so love c- go ahead Gracie. No, I was just say, because I feel like that'd be like the
1: funnest part is just like doing like the over exaggerated, like,
2: slash. <laughs> got him. Yep, got him. I mean, if you didn't report a call. It better be a good one, you know?
0: Just slashed him.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's more fun that way, anyway. Yeah. Are your goals to to make it to the show as as an official? Is that something that's how does that process work? I don't even know what you have to do to, yeah. to to do that and get, get that job. Like, is that something like that you want to do? And then how do you get there?
2: Uh, well, I'm still kind of learning that myself. The process for getting there. Um, uh, I just want to do whatever comes to me, I guess. Um, you know, doors open, opportunities come. So I just try to take them as, as they arrive and, um, Uh, supervisor once told me and it was very wise but you know don't try to grab it you know so I try to put myself in situations that are productive and going to you know take me further but um, you know we also have to uh, kind of bid our time work our way up learn uh, just jumping right into something like that it's going to take a really special official especially on the women's side um, uh, to handle that kind of that level of pressure and stuff so Mm-hmm. um yeah just you know, we'll see how it goes um I know that there is an NHL officials combine that is now accepting women and so last after- year that's yeah, I huge that in August last year um uh and there were uh supposed to be a dozen I think we had 11 um female officials but I I felt like I fell towards the bottom because there were so many like really great female officials out there, some that have already worked the Olympics, some that have done world championships, just some some really awesome women. So I was more honored to get to work with them. And, um, you know, even be on the ice with with women like that is amazing. So um, four of them were actually selected to work the women's all star game in St. Louis last year. So that you know, seeing them in NHL crests and um, out there working, you know, the highest level, you know, women's hockey possible was just amazing so it's really exciting they're they're paving the way for the rest of us you know that
0: is that is that is huge that makes me very proud to to be a fan of the nhl and like see us moving forward
2: this is our our time you know yeah
0: now i think this is correct but correct me if i'm wrong please were you um officiating at the team usa team canada game in anaheim
2: I was not, but I um, uh, have a friend and a really good mentor, Jamie Huntley. She that's a- who it was. Okay. Yeah, her and my husband actually used to play hockey together, and it- nicknames Bam Bam. She <laughs> used to beat up on all the boys because she's just a badass. But um, yeah, she was refing out there in Anaheim, and I want to say it had the highest attendance for mm-hmm. a women's game ever. So that's freaking amazing. <laughs> uh, that's right. Because we have a
0: mutual friend. So I guess I should have started with this, but how I was introduced to you was through um, your husband, Ryan, who's also a major hockey fan player, the whole thing, which we'll get to. But uh, his friend, Augie, Mm -hmm. um, and I met through the hockey world and a hockey project I was working on. And Augie was like, Ray, i got an extra ticket to go to the, USA Canada game. You got You got to come with me. And I went and I couldn't remember if the ref that he knew was you Michaela, but it was Jamie. So mm-hmm. either way, it was really cool to see.
2: So. Awesome. I would have loved to be there. Um, uh, but, uh, we did watch some of it, uh, live streaming. So that was really cool. Yeah. Well, so
0: how did you even get into being an official? Like how did you decide that that's something you wanted to do and pursue?
2: You know, I don't remember the first time it really like popped into my mind, I guess, but um, I was playing adult league in San Diego and we have a few friends that ref. And so of course we'd see the same uh, officials on most of our games. Um, So I just remember a few of them like, Michaela, you're a good skater. I think you'd be a good referee. So why don't you give it a try? And Why not? I guess Um, I I really did want to learn more about the game. I actually did not grow up playing and being from California. It was a little bit uh, limited, I guess, in uh, Mm -hmm. the the girls side, especially. And um, so I didn't get started until I was an adult actually playing in 2007. And so I had so much I wanted to know and learn about the game. And um, I thought, why not go to a seminar? So I went to my local a seminar in San Diego for level one officials and got started and I was just hooked right away and um, realized that I was actually enjoying it and people seemed pleased with my performance and <laughs> all of a sudden I was getting opportunities that were you know taking me places I got to travel and things like that and so I'm like you know what I'm gonna start seeing where I can go with this and it's been amazing it's been a great journey already so yeah There's only more to learn, and of course, uh, different leagues have different rules. And so, every time I'm on the ice, I feel like I'm learning something new. And, you know, working different leagues, I'm learning like all the ins and outs of the game. So, I just love it, and I'm addicted. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of, you know, fans being pleased with your performance, have you ever come into uh, maybe people not being so? Please with your performance and uh you know, shouting at you, what was the craziest thing that someone's ever said to you? That you can think of
2: every day. <laughs> so, um, most of the time I would say that if I wouldn't say that yelling is ever really warranted, but I know when I make a mistake and I will generally own it, as I think most officials do. Some are a little bit more uh, open to <laughs> admitting when they're wrong or their mistakes, but um uh, sometimes it's it's not so nice and, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm just out here trying to do my best. Um, I would say one of the funniest things I ever heard was from a mom after a game. It was a squirt game and I thought it was an awesome game and uh, her daughter was playing and after the game, her team won and apparently she didn't like that her daughter got bumped around. She's like, didn't you see my daughter's ponytail flying everywhere? She was getting knocked all over. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well... I thought it was a great game, but i you gonna exit now.
1: <laughs> you're like, thanks, Karen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: You're, you're yeah. like, this is called ice hockey, and this is what happens. So if you don't want your daughter getting bumped around, you might want to put her in a different sport. Yeah, but you can't say yeah. that. But that's what you probably wanted to say, or that's what I would have wanted to say. Yeah.
2: And then I've you know, got the, the coach yelling across the ice, like, who gave you this game? And what? I, like, I don't know. So it's, you know, oh geez. Never really like been, you know, in one of those situations that's been really crazy, those YouTube videos you see going around viral, but and I hope I never have to be. Um, <laughs> but I think um, you know, especially these days they're doing a really great job like training the coaches and you know, really working on, you know, behavior on both sides, you know, not letting officials like encourage that behavior. So we have to use the tools given to us to handle situations. And of course not yelling or raising our voices back or getting angry, just doing our job and doing what we have to do and not taking it too personally. So.
1: Right. And having fun while you're doing it. Cause you know, what's the point what? of doing it if you're not having fun. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: what are you those- have a most
0: Oh, wait, hold on. I have a, I have a question. You know how there's those conversations in the NHL where like the, the ref or the official will like the linesman will like go over and talk to the players or they'll go like, talk to the coach. What are they talking about? Are they like talking about the dinner they had before? Or are they like actually talking about stuff that's going on on the ice? Or is like that allowed? I mean, I know, you're not in the NHL officially yet, but like, what's that about? What are they talking about?
2: Sometimes I wish I knew. Um, I, I asked Ryan that all the time. I'm like, I wonder what they were just saying right there. Like, what was he, you know, cause that is one of those things, your cadence with players or with coaches. Generally if you have to go talk to a coach um, it's because you may be called a major penalty and you're discussing what you saw and then what you called, why you called it. And then you kind of have to move on. Um, if you're talking to a player, it could be numerous reasons. There's been times, you know, if you're talking to a captain, same thing. The captain might be wondering why you why you called what you did, um, or why you let something go, if that's the case. Um, but sometimes it's also just joking around, you know, refs just trying to kind of shoot the shit with the players. Um, uh, and then other times it might be like, Hey, um, you know, you're got a couple of teammates that are, you know, starting to do this or that. you know, you maybe want to talk to them and see what you can do for me. Cause otherwise I'm going to have to put somebody in the box soon. So um, some, I've actually found that that's a really helpful tool to have just to help control the game without having to go over to a coach or, you know, So sometimes I'll even if there isn't a captain with sometimes in lower level um, youth games, there isn't a designated captain yet, but just kind of pick a pick a player if it's the end of the period tell your goalie hey like go tell your players to calm down they're you know they're pushing guys into you you don't want that like and it helps just to settle things down without getting too involved
1: right do you when you watch a game do you find yourself paying more attention to like the players
2: and the way they're playing or the refs and how they're calling the game i would say both, but the more I ref, the more I watch just the refs. Um, especially in a live game, I tend to be watching the officials more. Um, and if we are watching on TV, it's easy to see the whole ice sometimes. Um, so I would say that I'm constantly watching the play and then looking at the ref and watching play and looking at the ref and just even just seeing how their maneuvers are, how their washout is, you know, oh, that was outside. Oh, he's got it. He's right there, you know, or like whatever <laughs> they're doing. So um, I, I'm i always looking at their positioning and where they're at and how they're operating. And um, so <laughs> probably more the officials. And there's been times I've even gotten Ryan distracted because I'm like, look at, like, look at, look at him. like, you see right there. And like, that was such a good washout. He's was like, what? <laughs>
1: Should
0: I, I feel like i should know what a washout right. is what's a washout when they wipe them out
2: <laughs> no it's um this but linesmen do yeah linesmen do it more often it's if the play is good you know it's not going to be icing yes. or it's not off sides and yeah
0: i it's didn't know wash. that this had a term <laughs> yeah
2: it's the I, mean, I feel like everything you do like is significant and matters. And that's kind of what sets people apart from other officials too. You know, they're the best of the best and can be crisp and sharp. And of course the show, they are exciting and, you know, you have, you know, have a goal. and oh, It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the net. Oh man. I
1: think that's my favorite part about watching reps is just to see how like sharp they are in certain things. And you're just like, Oh, I don't know if you should calm down or like, amplify
2: it more because I don't know what I enjoy more mm-hmm. <laughs> what well, if you think of that big arena too you know like once you're not sure if a puck has gone in or not then you're looking for the referee and if you just yeah. make one quick movement and then he's done not right. everyone in the building saw that so he's going to make sure everyone in the building knows that, that puck is in the net and he saw it go in the net so and then it There's- adds to the
1: the yeah. eruption of like, yeah, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Are you are you
0: doing that at squirt games where you're like, no, it's oh. in to the dad in the
2: no.
1: back, it's in. <laughs> Mom <laughs> like, in the your kid, parkour. he did it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, um like I said, each each league is a little bit different, and their expectations of us are a little bit different. So. <laughs> <laughs> a game at 7 a.m. We're, we're not on that level. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot they play those super early. They they definitely can. Um, those poor kids. My first <laughs> game ever was at 6:30 on a Sunday morning. <gasps> and it was cool, <laughs> but then the glass was so foggy, nobody could even see what was going on. So it was perfect. Nobody knew what I was doing. <laughs> nobody knew what the kids were doing. <laughs> so it just I'm like I don't know what I'm doing out here. It's my first game, so yeah, that's can... funny. Have you seen um, miked up
1: Mason? Uh, How to hockey's kid um, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. He mic'd up his son Mason, mm-hmm. and I mean he was playing early games too. But when you when you're talking about I should have mentioned this earlier, but you know kids chirping each other, his miked up kid is so funny, and he's just like oh yellow paint can, and he's all. <laughs> flying on he's like i think i'm gonna take a nap so that's what i imagine a 6:30 a.m game would be like for like kids like
2: how are they even functioning i don't know um, <laughs> maybe they had their uh pre-game donuts or something maybe <laughs> uh, generally the kids are pretty good you know they're they're probably up at six and eating their cereal and watching cartoons on a daily basis and so the weekends aren't too much better but you have the coaches on the bench with their coffees and just uh, and then parents are you know, looking like, uh, they would have preferred a later game, but, um, it's a good way to start the day though. You know, like you get up, you get your games, um, in early and you have the rest of the day off. And so I don't mind it so much.
0: Now, when did you, you said you just recent, like not recently, but several years ago, you started learning to play hockey. Um, what got you into learning to play hockey? You know, how did you get started with that since you didn't necessarily grow up with all those opportunities in San Diego?
2: Because there's just yeah. not a lot of ice or hockey for women. No, I, um, I actually grew up in Sacramento, so more Northern California. Um, and I started as a figure skater. So, um, I got a pair of skates for Christmas one year, a brand new ice arena opened and, um, we went skating the next day after Christmas and fell in love with it. Started taking lessons in January, um, the next year that would have been 1998. Um, so never stopped. And then, um, when I was a teenager and able to drive, I started working at the ice rink too. And so I was there all the time. Um, and some of the the staff, uh, mainly the girls wanted to start a team and they got together an adult league bronze level team. And, um, we had our player coaches, some of the guys that, you know, ran the pro shop and stuff that had been playing. Some of them had played junior hockey and things like that. And so they taught us the game and, um, I just loved it and never stopped. So It was kind of a non-traditional way, I guess, Um, but I just have tried to learn everything there is to know about the game, and uh, meeting my husband on the ice, too, and him being a a hockey player. um, He's taught me so much, and um, yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. Now it's an addiction, (laughs) full-blown. Is that, now tell
0: us how you met your husband, Ryan, and then People might have read articles about him. You you and him, or I don't know if it was just Ryan, were trying to
2: play hockey in every country?
0: Something uh, like that, well, I
2: read. Every continent first. Continent. <laughs> and maybe we'll fill it in with the countries. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a lot
0: of countries. I had that really backwards. That was really dumb of me. Okay. Yes. Okay. All the um, continents.
2: Yeah. So he definitely got started um with the traveling before me um, he has been playing overseas since he was 18 uh, he had been playing a little bit of junior hockey and then uh, after graduation his grandparents took him on a trip overseas and uh, to Europe and he just fell in love with the idea of traveling and then he's really really great at networking as you probably learned um, so he started networking with teams um, in Europe and abroad and he got some leads in playing um and he basically found teams that would allow him um to come play and they would either provide a job for him or somewhere to stay um and he had like a billet family for a while and he played down in New Zealand and then he was playing in Hong Kong and he played in the Czech Republic and um he was actually uh, home in San Diego I had moved to San Diego uh in 2009 and so he was home a couple years later visiting and we actually had some mutual friends he came out to a stick time that I was skating um weekly and we met he actually probably the best one on the ice (laughs) um (laughs) you know not (laughs) a big (laughs) deal um and so Uh, yeah we we met out there playing in a stick time and then he actually went uh, and left to travel some more and play and um, it wasn't really working out that season and his team actually jokes that he came back because he admits me (laughs) (laughs) but so uh, when he came back that time around we started dating and yeah, the rest is kind of history there. But he was the one that really introduced me to traveling, too, because I had never even been out of the, the U.S. before um, we got married. So once we got married, our our travel started, and it's been kind of a whirlwind. But um,
0: yeah. yeah, by the way, you guys have, like, the most epic wedding photo that I saw in that article is the two of you. With hockey sticks, you're in the full wedding gown, and the priest or the uh, whatever they call it, uh, was
2: actually a friend from hockey, he was a goalie on the <laughs> team. Yeah, oh my god,
0: and <laughs> he's like dropping a puck in between the two of you. I was like, This is a
2: ceremonial puck drop
0: <laughs> and face off. <laughs> I love it, like, if you can't, <laughs> this
2: is
1: it's hockey like
2: gold a candler. <laughs> We're a little non-traditional, but um, I then I had it. the though, so the little garter hunts. And when he lifted my dress, I was wearing my hockey skates, <laughs> which he actually didn't even know about. He, so he was just as surprised. <laughs> <was pretty> cool. <laughs> That's good. That's incredible. Too funny. Too
1: funny. Have where was your favorite place to play hockey so far? I mean, I know you said you've been traveling, or have you had a favorite place that you've traveled to?
2: Oh, both are really hard. Um uh well, so my first country that um we went to was Sweden. And I would say that's like one of my favorites because it kind of broke my little traveling cherry. But um, so the the people there are just so nice and so welcoming. So that was really nice. Um and then the hockey there's really good. So um, I was starting to practice with the team actually just north of where we were living in, um, on uh, Norway. Um, but it didn't really work out. It was, a, it was about a 45 minute drive each way, um, And it kind of conflicted with the boys' team schedule. So it was just hard. We uh, we actually had a roommate there, too. So three of us were sharing one car. So it would have just been really tricky. So I ended up staying in Sweden and playing with what they call the old boys, um, which is just basically their local town pickup. But it was some of the best hockey I've gotten to play. They're just probably an average age of 40, um, but these guys had been playing all their lives and, uh, even the town mayor who was probably in his eighties came out and played <laughs> once in a while. They're just amazing. And yeah, the level and the skill cause there's a lot more finesse in Europe and it was just really fun. But, um, so yeah, that, that holds like special memories for me too. Um, but I'd say probably one of the more exotic places or interesting places, um, oh man that we've gotten to travel to is probably malaysia i really like tropical environments yeah so last year we were in um malaysia and oh gosh i guess i have to backtrack a little so we actually went to thailand first for a tournament um in bangkok it's been going on for like 20 years so one of the biggest tournaments in asia um so we went to actually just play and we were playing on a Uh, co-ed adult league team, but there actually was an all girls league as well. And the team from Malaysia was there playing. And we already had our flights booked to Malaysia. It's super cheap once you're over there. So we're like, let's span span out and like, you know, see a few other places. So, um, it was kind of just coincidental that I already uh, no pun there. coincidental, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) hockey nerd. I know um but so we were already going to be going to Malaysia and then the team there saw me playing and they were really short-handed they only had like nine skaters so they asked me to play with them and they're like well waive the fee like it's no problem you don't have to pay to play or anything so um I played with the team from Malaysia while we were in Thailand (laughs) and then later on we ended up going to Thailand two weeks or sorry Malaysia two weeks later and we met up with um, those girls um, uh, during one of their practices, and then there were also some other youth uh, players there. And they just have this kind of dainty little rink in the middle of a mall that they practice on, but they love it, and they're just really interested and excited to grow the game. And um, you know, Malaysia who ice hockey, and so that's kind of some of my favorite when you you can be in a really exotic kind of. Not that it's remote, but um, an unexpected place and still find ice hockey. So that's probably one of my favorites.
0: That's so cool. Now, who plays on the team in Malaysia? Is it locals? Or is it a lot of, like, U.S. or Canadian expats? Or, like, what's the dynamic there?
2: Um, Theirs is still pretty small, and it's mainly locals. Um, When we were playing in Thailand, though, they do have – uh, two Finnish players that have played with them for the past couple of years. Um, they're actually twin sisters from Finland. One's a, um, a forward and one's a goalie. Um, so both phenomenal players too. And so um, they were playing with us there in Thailand. But primarily on the girls' side and the the boys' side, they have uh, mainly uh, Malaysian players. Some other um, bigger hubs like Hong Kong and um, we even Thailand and some places like that will um, have a little bit more um, import players or expats, people that are maybe there from the military. Japan's a huge one. There's actually a lot of hockey there because a lot of military gets stationed over there. Um, So they end up playing and it really is helping to grow the sport as well, you know, just Um, having players that are a little bit higher level and more skilled now training, uh, you know, new upcoming players and stuff and skating alongside them. So it's very cool. It's
1: crazy. We always like kind of here. I mean, we've had a lot of people on from different countries just kind of explaining hockey. I mean, we've had, you know, uh, Scotland. Scotland? Ireland? Scotland. Yes. Scotland. We've had... Uh, Sydney, Australia. I mean, we've kind of talked to a wide variety of people, and we always kind of, I mean, in Scotland, it was like there was like a three hour drive to even get to like the next practice facility. So it's kind of cool to hear that ice hockey is in, I would say, like the weirdest corners of the world that you wouldn't necessarily think of anything, you know, like the think that the hockey's there. So, um, it's really cool to kind of hear about hockey and just everywhere, but is there a place that you're going to be maybe going next that would be a, another little corner that people wouldn't think that hockey would be
2: in? Um, Well, that is definitely what we're kind of interested in now. And um, like Ray had mentioned earlier, um, we're kind of trying to hit on all seven continents and Ryan has actually played on six. So there's only one left who can guess. Maybe assuming it's really, Antarctica, really cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Antarctica would be the last official continent that he would have to play hockey on, um, but it is <laughs> proving to be very, very difficult. Um, it's he has actually really looked into it and researched and talked to a lot of people, and it was getting really close to being in the works, um, but it just. There's so much going on with with that, the travel to get there, um, the unpredictability of it um, bringing just also like bringing in uh, foreign materials and objects. We have to be really, really careful cause the environment there is so delicate. so um, it it might not be truly able to happen. One thing we were. Um, looking into was maybe one of the smaller islands that's still considered Antarctica but it's not necessarily like the main um, part of the continent Um, so we're still looking into it it's not um, 100% no um, but some options might be going from New Zealand to one of the islands down uh, down there or um, even leaving from the Falkland Islands was um, a potential candidate because we actually have ties and connections with them down there. Um, so we'll see. It's, it's still Fancy. in the works. Something else we're really looking into, though, is possibly playing in Egypt. And oh, there ooh. is not be there already, but we're looking at uh, potentially a next Guinness World Record event. So you'll have to stay tuned. Ooh, ooh. a little teaser.
0: I like it. That is cool. Again, another country I would I would have immediately just sort of ruled out of even possibly having hot ice hockey would be yeah. Egypt. Yeah. So There's I was,
2: Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> um, Ryan's just, I mean, he still blows my mind with the opportunities he's had and continues to have, but he actually represents the team from Egypt Um this was the second year he's played with them um, in the Arab cup. So there's actually a tournament. (laughs) Yep. Last year it was in um, Abu Dhabi and this year it was in Kuwait and there are teams from Lebanon and uh, Israel and uh, uh, Dubai. Oh gosh, I can't even, and then Egypt of course. And so, um, it is really exciting to see them all come together and, you know, have a legit hockey tournament out there, you know, and you least expect it. So you you
0: guys are like the epitome of hockey lifestyle. Like this is what I, like you travel, you play, you, you support teams like you watch, you just love it and you are bringing more awareness to just the people who are listening to this podcast about the fact that there's hockey in all these other places and there's something called the Arab cup. Like I had no idea. I didn't even know that, you know, like that's incredible.
2: Yeah. That would be the ultimate goal, you know, just bring awareness of the game around the world and, and hockey is for everyone. And, you know, everyone can play. And we, we hope that everyone will get the opportunity to play. So yeah. Crazy
1: go ahead Beth.
2: no Not no go ahead
1: <laughs> no um, I just I was just commenting
0: <laughs> do you have any other really cool stories of of experiences or trips or anything that you think people would be interested to hear about your experience
2: um I guess I have two that come to mind um so one would be um one of the kind coolest things I feel like I've ever gotten to do in my life but um we went to India two years ago with a group called the Hockey Foundation. I'm um, actually wearing that. Let's check Oh, cool! Um, and they have actually been going to northern India for over ten years, um, and they will take out equipment, and they will um, coach, and they will do whatever it is that the. Um, players and people there need in ones because they're just helping to try to grow the game in Northern India. And um, so basically they were already playing hockey there um, in little frozen ponds uh, at about 11,000 uh, feet elevation. And they came up with this idea, like, this could probably be a Guinness world record. Like we should look into it. And they did. And, they decided to host a Guinness world record highest elevation game ever played. And of course, Ryan had to get his, (laughs) had to get involved. So um, he was working alongside the founder from the hockey foundation and um, they were able to get a legit game um, with boards, officials, teams, players from all over the world, actually. Um, And it was a, 60-minute, you know, full, you know, recorded, like, everything. It was an official game. And um, so we have a Guinness World Record for the highest elevation game ever played. And um, I actually got to participate as a linesman. So um, that was really exciting and one of the coolest things I've gotten to do. And, yeah, just uh, still bringing awareness to the fact that there's hockey in every corner of the world because you would not expect to find it there. It's way off the beaten path. Up in the Himalayan mountain range so it's it's amazing and they're actually really good (laughs) these players that have hand-me-down stuff you know that probably doesn't really even fit very well and playing on ponds just during the the winter and they're they're amazing it blows my mind
0: that's incredible
2: (laughs) yeah um so yeah that is definitely a favorite um and then I'd say one of the coolest opportunities on my playing side, um, was in 2016, we went down to Punta Arenas, Chile. So we were way down there, um, as pretty much as far South as you can go without being in Antarctica and, um, hockey, there is also very small little community. You know, they have their little group. Um, Chile is a very long, like pretty big country though, actually. Um, uh, so they do have a like national team that, that plays. Um, but in Punta Arenas, it's a really small little town. So they have a handful of players. are um, youth players too, or, you know, they're, they're just learning to play, but there's, you know, there's opportunities arising. Um, but uh, we actually played with and represented the Falkland Islands um, in this little adult tournament in, in Chile and I got to be like the first female uh, hockey player to represent the Falkland Islands in a a hockey game. So that was kind of cool.
1: So that's where the Uh, connection came in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just (laughs) a really random uh, event. It's Not just... a
1: big
0: deal. Guinness Book of World Records, the first ever. <laughs> like, I feel like you're going to be the first um, NHL woman, uh, like, linesman or or mm. official or referee. No. I'm fucking up the things. But I, I feel like you're going to be the first woman official in the NHL.
2: We will see. Only time will tell. But you're breaking... I'm-
0: Breaking records and making all kinds of things happen. I I see this in your future.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I still have a long way to go, though. A lot of a lot of work ahead. Lots to learn. So, but I appreciate that.
1: I believe in hey, you.
2: Only in due time. Exactly. <laughs> it's well, nice we've been pretty, pretty support, much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we've pretty much been uh, all around the world, but we haven't come
2: down to. Do you,
1: is there an NHL team that you follow?
2: um i mean i i just i really it sounds cliche but i do love hockey in general and i wouldn't say that there's a um a team right now specifically but i would say that the team i grew up following the most would be the sharks since i'm from northern california so they were the first team that i was really like introduced to and um you know i've seen the most games and stuff um but I would, you know, say I'm rooting for Pavs and the Stars right now, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I would just like to win a cup, you know, one of the greatest American players, you know, uh, right now. So, um, you know, Captain Joe. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: he was on our on our Sharks. And, mm. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: that
1: was a sad day for Sharks fans.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, you've met some – famous people who are pretty big deals and that would be Ron Burgundy who <laughs> is a big deal and uh that's Will that's Ferrell. Are you really? <laughs> no,
2: I would say that but he's a really cool guy and we met at the Kings game. Um, and you know so he- I was invited
0: to go to that game and I couldn't go to that game because my cousin was in town and I went to dinner with her and Augie was like texting me and he sent me the picture with Will Ferrell and I was like you have got to be fucking kidding me like of all the times I can't go so what was it like (laughs) meeting him?
2: Well, it's definitely nerve-wracking. I still, I get really shy, to be honest. (laughs) I may not seem like it, but in person especially, I just, I guess I don't want to be the, like, person that runs up and like, take a picture with me, let's take a selfie, so I kind of like wait, and I wait for a good moment, and then You know, trying to just be a normal person (laughs) instead of like, oh yeah, I want to talk to you. that's so (laughs) Ferrell, which was what was going on in my head. But um, so I was just trying to play it cool and like, yeah, he's kind of a big deal and he's right there. (laughs) And then they actually invited him uh, to come sit by us. (laughs) So then he was sitting in the same section, like right in front of me. (laughs) But um, he's he's really cool and really he's actually very calm. I thought he would be a really like super bubbly like there's like his character personas generally are but he's very cool and level-headed and calm and but he's he's funny um and uh we actually connected because he's a referee as well (laughs) He referees soccer so he has kids that play soccer and uh friends who have kids that also play soccer and so they referee together (laughs) and so yeah he was uh also just really impressed i guess to find out that i refereed and that yeah, was a, a good bonding moment. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's That's kind of cool. Let's say we do.
0: <laughs> and then you all. I also saw that you've met Biz. Biz nasty, <laughs> um, <laughs> who is not a big deal. So you've met like all these big deal people. What was that like?
2: Well, that I just stumbled upon. Um, I was uh, going to wrestle a Dolly and just was in the right place at the right time. Um, Down in Edina, um, they have what they call the the Beauty League during the summer, which is um, basically, you know, a glorified adult league for the players that live locally or, you know, come home here to Minnesota during the summer, and they just get together. Some of them are NHL players, like current NHL players. Uh, Some of them are college players. Um, echl um, or maybe some retired guys um still very very good and uh, tickets are cheap but they they do sell tickets and to raise money for um, uh, foundations and charities and stuff so it's, it's really cool and it's fun to go catch a game um they actually they fill up pretty well um, uh, but biz was there i think just recording one of his shows and, and chatting with the guys he was down on the bench and you know messing with them as as he would and Um, I just happened to catch him when I was coming in from the parking lot and he was kind of leaving and there were a couple of kids that had ran up to him and I did a double take and saw his coyote jacket and was like, okay, yeah, I recognize that guy. Um, So kind of did another uh, fangirl moment and asked him for a picture too but he was also a really cool guy and very open to pictures and and chatting and then all of a sudden a a whole crowd rushed over those so I got a quick moment and a picture but he was a great guy that's so cool
0: anybody else that you haven't posted a photo on your social about that I didn't do what I did my research (laughs) that we need to know know about have you met any other NHL players or anything Um. like that
2: one I didn't really get to meet him but I feel like you know I I was there in the moments but we uh also at that Kings game um we were there because of the family Uh, I don't know if you had heard the story and the connection with that but um a family who had lost their wife and mother um so this father's son uh was there that's why we were at that game actually um uh Ryan, Augie, and uh, their friend Scott, who's a season ticket holder of the Kings, um, had met this father and son, and um, they really, you know, felt bad when they heard the story. Um, they found out they were Pittsburgh fans, and actually, when the Kings were playing Pittsburgh, they decided to fly them out, actually, from Toronto to LA. And we went to a few of the practices at the Toyota Center, and then we went to the game that night, and we were down below. And actually that night, um, we, one of the things Ryan and I were able to kind of uh, accomplish were getting them downstairs after the game to meet the officials. So they got to meet the, the four uh, team crew that had worked the game and also Mike Lego, legend, uh-huh, um, who was their supervisor that night. And so we were chatting with them. And then just as we were leaving, Sidney uh, Crosby and Evgeny Malkin walked by. And our little buddy just about freaked out because <laughs> they're his favorite players and you got to stop and take a picture and um, say hi to them. So and they were very, very cool. Um, so I was, you know, hovering in the background, just uh, admiring. But <laughs> yeah, so that was really cool.
0: Oh, my hi. God. What oh, makes me love Sydney Crosby even more? Everybody listening to the podcast is probably like, they love Sydney Crosby. They have all their guests all have stories about how great Sydney Crosby is. But hey, I mean, the stories speak for themselves, right, Breezy?
1: Yeah. I mean, we were just talking before we, we jumped on with you. We're like, I feel like we've had almost, not almost, but a lot of our guests have been either Pittsburgh fans or they have a Sidney Crosby story. And it's funny because he's, I don't want to say he's hated, but he's not liked by a lot of people. And I think it's because they hate him because they hate him. So (laughs) um, it's just funny to see how like, even, you know, however many haters you may have, there's so many people that, do love you and i think that um, that kind of just kind of comes full circle and just in life so um it is funny we
2: have a lot of crosby stories yeah it's really funny some of those guys maybe he blew onto the scene so fast and got a big head when he was young and now he's really developed into his captain roles and duties and understands what comes along with those and I think he's developed into a good player. Maybe, you know, he still sometimes has strong words for the officials. You can see it and, and tell in his expression. But, you know, as should a captain, you know, if he feels his team has been wronged or what, whatever. But um, he stands up for his team and his, his uh, teammates. Um, but, yeah, I think he's probably just, you know, got some of that hate in the beginning. And, you know, people – don't let go of that very easily. Um, but don't really see the, the player he's evolved into and, and the man, he was a kid when he, you know, came on the scene. So what other, you know, kids get, you know, put into that kind of position and with that kind of, you know, responsibility and all that, and you know, so. Oh,
0: yeah. What an amazing story. How happy was that kid? Like after he, he got to meet- Smiling and,
2: um I'm pretty sure that they had lost that game too so the fact that they still were like eh, yeah you know I'll take a picture with this kid you know that's it was really nice of them so
0: reason number 1785 that I love the sport and the players and
2: you know. I think it was actually the first player I really remember hearing about or knowing too. Sid the kid, you know, I heard everyone around the rink talking about Sid the kid, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" Sid <laughs> right. so. <Said> the kid.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, should we? Do uh, you have any other questions, Ray? Should we wrap, Should we do the, the firing two questions?
0: Yeah, let's let's fire them at her. You oh, you go okay. ahead with them. They're not, they're not crazy.
1: Yeah, Breezy, you do it. Okay. They're not crazy, but we ask every single guest just because uh, it's tradition now. We've, okay. we've just made a tradition. So who is your favorite hockey hunk? Oh. Will, will Ray be upset if I say Patrick Sharp, too? Right no.
0: Now? No. No. We <laughs> can share. Come on, girl. We can share. It's okay.
2: <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, goodness. Oh, there's so many walking is like such a good <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly this is why we ask
2: <laughs> um so actually i probably didn't even think about this until i got to meet him um last year oh okay well so random little side tip bit. um since moving here i just needed a little morning gig so i work at starbucks and I get a little starbears in the morning and I work at the one in St. Paul right across from where the players stay um, when they're in town. And so they like to come get their little Americanos and whatever. And so um, Oliver Ekman Larson came in. And I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> I know you're Swedish and I know you're a hockey player. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I didn't really follow the, the Coyotes <laughs> before yeah. um, that much. And so I had to kind of google him but um him and uh uh oh goodness carl's no thinking carlsberg but um carl uh what's the other swedish player on the uh coyotes oliver ekman larsson and his buddy carl uh, uh, Hag- is, is Haglin on there right now
1: no he never was was he
2: no i'm he googling out. it Soderberg. Okay. That sound right.
0: Not Jarmelson. Nicholas Jarmelson. Oh, Soderbergh.
2: Carl so- Soderbergh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was there like, it's go. not that like it, but then it did. <laughs> <It's> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, very, very beautiful. But Swedish people are in general. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You've
0: got this Swedish are. thing going for you. <laughs> the first Wait, century.
1: Like- yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. I feel like it's going to be a, a question asked, but because I, I think everybody wonders what players are drinking in their coffee cup. Is there a go-to order? Oh. That, or just in general, a go-to order that you can kind of put together that a player would
2: order? I actually feel like Americano is is what I've noticed that they get. They don't really get anything too fancy, schmancy. It's kind of just an americano or a latte. Um, there was also a player last summer that was coming in from the Iowa Wild when training camp was going on. Every day, I saw this guy, and he was getting americanos. <laughs> so I think you know it's low calorie. It's it's easy um, get you know does what it's supposed to do. They get their caffeine, and so, and I I don't know if it's a just a thing, but you know most I guess guys drink their coffee black or just plain and don't get a lot of you know sugar-free vanilla or (laughs) they can but (laughs) yeah they tend to just get very simple things
1: yeah well i think it's a good choice because my favorite is an iced americano so now i feel real official
2: so there we go there you go the drink of hockey players yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) americano americano with a pump or two of white mocha that's amazing
0: Is that, is that your
2: drink, Michaela? I would drink that. I have too many drinks to choose from. <laughs> I can't decide. It's something different every day.
0: <laughs> I mean, when you have the everything at your disposal, I mean, I would be mixing up different things too, <laughs> trying it out. Nitro. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Yum. Yeah. All right. So. The, uh, the last fire question, who is your favorite hockey lady?
2: Ooh, lady side. Um, uh, I would, I, again, I feel kind of cliche about this, but I'm kind of a big fan of Hillary Knight. Um, one, I guess because I've been told I look like her. So I'm like, well, that's flattering. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Players on the bench, if I'm whining and I'm hanging out in front of the bench and they're like, You look like Hillary. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, She's a lot more muscular than me, though. (laughs) I need to hit the gym a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I just like how confident she is. Um, I loved her uh, Sports Illustrated edition. I actually, I don't know if this is ever going to happen, but I think it would be really, really cool if they could do a referee edition because I don't think people realize how in shape we have to be and how hard we have to work. So we're on the ice the whole time. So we have to be sometimes stronger and faster than the players, or at least have more endurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she's just all around badass, and she—I haven't met her yet, but she seems like a great person. And I love like what she has brought to the game and continues to bring to the game, and how she inspires new, you know, young players. And um, I know one of your questions actually that you had sent over was about. Um, Uh, like how to grow the game on the women's side. and its I I really think the number one thing is just exposure, you know, more of it. And it's happening. Like I said, it's happening now. And um, we have social media, we have platforms, we have these players that are just as good as the guys. And the game on the women's side is really exciting, especially since I moved to Minnesota, seeing like these girls, it's just, you know, the game is true and it's real and it's pure and they don't need to check for it to be good hockey. It's, it's, better sometimes than watching the boys games. So um, the more girls will see that the game is, is possible for them, the more it'll grow, you know, it's grown so much in the past 10, 20 years. And it just needs a little more time. And I know nobody wants to wait. We're all very impatient creatures, but it just needs a little more time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the conversations we've had, we um, talked to, a couple members of uh division 3 women's ice hockey team and i was asking them like wh- are what are your goals and like who did you look at not i we um like who did you look up to or do you want to try to play in the professional space was that ever a goal and they were like no, like, you know, I, I played because my brother forced me to go into the, into that, net, like, you know, cause he played, um, a so, girl goalies. yeah, there was a girl goalie and a forward and a defender, right, Breeze?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, I mean, they were all sort of like, well, we're in school and, you know, we're getting degrees for this and that, and, and, you know, nobody ever really told us about making team USA even, or even for them. So if they're in college now, I mean, it's taking time. There's still generations behind on this sport becoming a, a, perf- a full-time profession for women. It's just yeah. more, it's yeah. Like you said, we want it now, but it's
2: still just going <laughs> to take a little more. <laughs> uh, infancy a little bit still, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it it will happen you know it's and it's spreading and like i said there's there's play happening around the world and and now with the, the exposure you know in every corner of the world they're they're realizing that they can't keep it constrained anymore so um it'll happen
1: good I, that makes me feel better Breezy, <laughs> does that make you feel better it makes yes it makes me feel fantastic that makes That's a great, that's great news. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So where can people keep up with you and, or, uh, your husband, Ryan's hockey adventures on social media? Um, where can they watch you, uh, official a game, if they stream them online, if you want people to watch you or not, but uh, where can people keep up with you?
2: Oh goodness. Um, well, we both are on social media. Um, Uh, Instagram is probably a good place. Um, you know, we do, uh, well probably Facebook would actually be better for more of our travel experiences. Uh, we'll post albums, pictures and videos and stuff from traveling. Um, as for officiating, I mean, I try to, you know, stay off social media uh, with a lot of that. Um, these days, you know, it's just being in public eye can be, you know, a little, um, little daunting, I guess, when you're, you know, there's there's always somebody you know watching or or um you know somebody that um oh what am I trying to say I guess but um there's just you know connections and things so I try to be pretty neutral with when it comes to hockey stuff but um yeah and then games are live barned if you really do want to watch <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um but yeah so uh, and my husband uh the hockey's traveling man so you can catch him and his adventures at wow hockey if you are interested in checking out the antarctic or egyptian hockey events coming up
0: awesome yeah, Absolutely. Thank you.
1: yeah. awesome so thank you so much for coming on and basically taking us i would say around the globe so yeah. that was super fun to uh to talk to you and to hear all your stories and we cannot wait to uh maybe get even more teasers or uh, see what kind of pans out for the uh, Egypt trip. So yeah. thank you again
0: for
2: having me. Yeah.
1: We're remember
0: us. In, remember us in 10 years when you make it to the NHL and yeah. you get a request from us to come back on the podcast. Like,
2: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Tell- I'm happy to come back. And- <laughs> <that again. laughs> awesome, Perfect. We'll hold you to it.